Hey, what's up everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler episode number 160. Today's topic is building an email newsletter using something called WordPress. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. We're going to go in alphabetical quarter with Brian. Brian, tell us about yourself. Excellent. So I'm a consultant a developer. I help run the WordPress Hamilton meetup and WordCamp and I've uh, developed a couple of plugins that help you send emails with WordPress. And awesome. I'm in my mom's basement, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Chris, how about you? Hi there, my name's Chris Lemma. I blog over at chrislemma.com. I run the North County San Diego WordPress meetup. I speak at WordCamps, and I work at a company called CrowdFavorite, where we do WordPress work for the Fortune 500. Sweet. Cosper, tell us about yourself. Hey, everybody. I'm Jason Cosper. Uh, I am the developer advocate over at WP Engine, uh, speak at WordCamps, uh, run the Bakersfield WordPress meetup, and I'm happy to be here today. Sweet. Thanks for being here. Nathan, how about you? Yeah, my name is Nathan Berry. I'm a blogger, designer, programmer, marketer, all those things. Love email. These days, I uh, am the founder and CEO of ConvertKit, and we're an email marketing platform for professional bloggers. So the power of MailChimp, or sorry, the power of Infusionsoft with the ease of use of MailChimp is kind of what we're going for. Nice. Let's see here. One of our videos is stuck. Oh, no. Um, give it just a moment. Russ, tell us about yourself. Uh, hey, I'm Russ. I run the Vegas WordPress meetup, Vegas WordCamp, and I'm speaking this weekend at WordCamp Sacramento. It, Unless I am stuck in Reno and can't get over the hill due to snow. <laughs> awesome. Suzette, how about you? Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank. I love WordPress. I blog on WordPress. I fix WordPress. I do a lot of stuff with WordPress. And I'm speaking also this uh, weekend. Sweet. At Sacramento, just so we're clear. Yes, at Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> I, I plan to speak this weekend somewhere. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me Jason Tucker over on Twitter. I blog over WPMedia.pro and JasonTucker.us. All right. Well, we'll come back here in just a moment. We have a we have a video, one person with some video issues, so we'll we'll come back in just a minute here. So let, let's get things started real quick. Um, how are things going? What what are we um, what what are what are folks using with uh, newsletters? Has anyone done any newsletter work in so, the past? So one of the one of the videos one of the videos I recorded and it gets a, a decent amount of of traction on YouTube uh, out of my other videos is a video that takes your WordPress RSS feed and automatically turns it into an outbound email uh, from Mailchimp, right? And so I created this video that shows you how to do it, um, and I used that for probably two years of sending out emails. I, you know, I, I, I blog, for the most part, daily over at chrisone.com, and so those emails were going out all the time. Um, and, uh, and so that, that was part of the thing, right? We were, we were talking about, look, this, people want to know, how do I take my WordPress uh, posts and convert them into a newsletter and then send them out? Recently, I switched from doing that to ConvertKit because as much as MailChimp tells you there's a whole bunch of really cool features you can use, some of the simple things like moving them from one list to another, right, which is like let's say I put them on a, a responder for say four weeks and at the end of that I want to move them to my daily newsletter or my weekly newsletter, um, MailChimp can't do it. 
and so I was left manually having to do that, unless you're like Syed Balki, who pays someone to code up the custom API work, which, again, power to Syed for always being smarter than me, but I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. So recently I switched um, summer, this summer, to ConvertKit, and, uh, and I've been singing its praises everywhere. So you can definitely do it with MailChimp. There are some uh, dynamics there that you have to be aware of. Uh, these days I'm using ConvertKit. So I'm, I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to be uh, the one who says, I used a subscribe widget from Jetpack, and I, I, put, <laughs> yeah. that, I, I put that in my sidebar, and anybody can just put in their email address and click subscribe, and anytime I post, it sends them an email with a picture and some stuff like that, and that's just how I started getting people to my blog, and then I found out the importance of adding them to a list and keeping them up excuse me, up to date with what I'm doing, and that's completely different from blogging. So I started using MailChimp. I'm a huge fan of MailChimp, and I won't leave MailChimp. <laughs> Ooh, Has anyone hey. here? He's not going to leave MailChimp, but just so we're clear, this is the same guy who just said that getting from where he's at to Sacramento may be a hardship, when most of us are like, I know how to get to Sacramento easily, and he's like, I don't know if my car can make it. So, it's snowing, apparently. No, 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 it, it's, it's snowing over the Donner Summit. I can make it full-heartedly. Full I just don't know if I'm going to be allowed to due to snow and ice. Many yeah. people made it over the Donner Summit. It can't be that big of a deal. Yeah, but they're all dead now. All right, so I'm very well. Donner party jokes. This... this this may, this may just highlight a general rule of thumb, which is everybody can give you advice. Make sure you contextualize that advice. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so with, with WordCamps, we all use, I, I think for the most part, we all use MailChimp to sign people up, and that's how I got started with using MailChimp and seeing the advantages of it. Yeah, we had them on Jetpack, but then we converted it over to MailChimp near the end. Yep. Just kind of more flexible. Yeah, some of you that are going to WordCamp Sacramento, I'll be there as well. Um, just don't catch a ride with Russ is, is, the, is the bottom line. That's, that's not going to be a good thing, especially if you're speaking. Um, Brian, Brian, you said you created something to do this? Yep, so I've got an uh, event calendar newsletter. That was just a personal pain where a local meetup kind of aggregator for software events in the area was doing it manually. So it basically just takes a feed from like event uh, Ajax calendar and the events calendar um, and just converts it into an HTML-friendly format. It doesn't integrate directly with the APIs right now, but I did create another plugin that I'm just testing internally that will, will automatically inject it into MailChimp. You can customize the templates, all that stuff. It allows you to just inject HTML, right? So, um, yeah. you know, and it gives you all the filters as well to, to fully customize the title, the content, whatever you need to. Because a lot of times you don't want just want the raw post, right? You might want to add an intro, outro, whatever to your uh, to your newsletters, right? So, yep. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's awesome. It's one of the things I uh, I enjoy out of ConvertKit is the ability to look at the draft before I send it out. Um, it is a little yep. bit more manual work than when Mailchimp sends it out, but I would realize Mailchimp would send it automatically out, and there'd be maybe no context. It's there's a lot of context when you're on a website, right? Because you're seeing other things, or whatever. When it goes out with a text, and then uh, people are like, wait, I don't. I don't know what this is or what yeah, are you exactly. reacting to. And so you're like, let me just put in a little paragraph above, right? So yep. 
Exactly. Uh, I added the checkbox to to make sure that it would you know either send it immediately or create a campaign so you could edit it. Because yeah. even though I've got a full testing suite and everything, I still don't trust it. And if it's going to everyone, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Nathan Nathan's never you. had Nathan's never had the problem of emails no. that just get immediately sent out to everybody when he's like, ah. Oh. So so tell us tell us about ConvertKit, Nathan. Yeah, well, quick little comment. I, I like the idea of people personalizing the emails they send out. So instead of being like, yeah. here's automated information to you, here's training, you know, personalize it. Be like, hey, this weekend, you know, I was at this WordCamp, we did this. By the way, I think you'll love this post that I wrote. And have that personal style. So a little side thing on email. I love it when people send plain text emails or almost plain text that look like they're written by a real human rather than like, you know, some enterprise corporation. Try to make your emails look like you know human stuff rather than you know how Amazon or Chase or something like that. So, so are you are you saying everything is misspelled? I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. you know, working <laughs> working a few misspellings. Uh, they're uh, they're going to create a, a little plugin that automatically misspells every sixth <laughs> word and, and yes, exactly. just check the box. Not grammar. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Nathan. Oh, I was just going to say. Uh, you know, the other thing from the earlier comment about moving through tools gradually. Like, people get all caught up in, in setting up the right email system from the beginning. Right. And I don't think you should do that. I think you should set up something. Start capturing emails. Like, if you listen to all these bloggers, like Pat Flynn and whoever, they always say that their mistake was they waited way too long to start collecting emails. Yeah. So start with something. Start with Jetpack. And there's a then... great plugin for that, just for collecting emails. It's called Email Capture. And you don't have to subscribe to any service. It just it does a double opt-in also, which is really cool. Nice, but make sure you're sending those people something. So, like, the cool thing with, I think, Jetpack is that, uh, like, the, it'll actually send out your, your blog posts and, and things right. like that. Um, and then just gradually move up. You know, go move to MailChimp and then later move to Infusionsoft or ConvertKit. Preferably ConvertKit. <laughs> so, so with, with ConvertKit, can you do, like, drip campaigns, stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. So you can send out, you know, automated emails based on when somebody signs up. And then when you get clever and you're, you know, if you sell products like a lot of bloggers do, then it, you'd have an automated pitch for, you know, for your book that, you know, starts happening like five to ten days after they sign up, and and then you tag people when they buy. And there's a lot of really fancy stuff that you do. So, so one of the things, one of the things to note, right, is uh, the the goal is not just having a newsletter, right? And so we we we, we tend to talk about newsletters as as like, okay. I have to pick the right delivery mechanism because the goal is the newsletter. And you're like, well, no, the goal is building rapport and trust, right? The goal right. is building rapport and trust. If you build rapport and trust, then you can do what you want with that. Some people use that to sell more products. Other people use that to get invited to speak more. Other people use it to consult and do more service work. Other people use it as a way to have authority and expert status in a space, a niche, right? They get uh, advisor or expert status, right? So the goal is trust, right? Trust and impact, influence, all the things that come from that. And that means that you want to be tagging, you want to be collecting information about or tracking what's happening. Are people, are people opening the email? Are they reading the email? Um, if they sign up for something, is there a way to tag where they signed up from or what they signed up for so that you can start segmenting your audience, right? A thing I tell people over and over and over again is just because you don't know who they are, the people that come to your website are, are part of a segment, yeah. right? And you don't know yet 
who they are until they act. But if they visit only one page, maybe they're one type of segment. If they visit six pages, maybe they're different. If they visit six plus sign up for newsletter, maybe they're different. If they visit six plus a newsletter plus they open it up more than 50% of the time, maybe they're someone else. And you may want to sell or do whatever you want to do with that trust only to a select group of people. And you can't do that if everything's running on autopilot and all you're just saying is, my goal is to get my is to get my newsletter out to people. That's it. Right. Just make sure my post gets mailed to people. That's that's really not the end goal here, right? And that's that's why people ultimately arrive at Infusionsoft or ConvertKit or something else is because they want and there's a lot of players who are trying to get in this space, right? right. Because that's where that's where ultimately the money's coming into, right? Tons of independent people now not working for corporations, tons of them trying to make money online. And so the tools that help people, right? This is the gold rush, pickaxe. You're selling a pickaxe, there's tools. People are selling tools, but the tools that help you understand your audience and segment them and interact with them, those tools that do that are going to be worth more than the tool that just autopilot sends something out, right? Right. Yeah, you can do all kinds of cool things, like uh, you can just survey your audience from right inside of an email. Um, so using Pat Flynn as an example again, he sent out an email and said, hey, do you have a podcast, yes or no? And everyone who had a podcast clicked yes, and then he tagged them. And so then he can send out automated emails. Or later, if he has a podcast course, he can email everyone who has you know, said that they don't have a podcast yet, but they want to start one. And so you can get that relevance, and really you can serve your audience a lot better. And often that'll turn into much better sales, which is so a that click nice is actually that click is actually is it is it happening? Is there like some type of functionality that's happening in the back end that's throwing those into a very specific segment, or was that a manual effort that he would have to do on the back end to to make that happen? Yeah, so he's using ConvertKit for that, and so when someone clicks that link, it's just adding a tag to that person. Yeah, and nice. so it can be whatever tag you want. In this case, he I think the tag is like podcast colon yes. <laughs> but but the but the tags the tags are what make this really useful. If you use Optin Monster, by the way, right? And Optin Monster integrates to ConvertKit. I love Optin it. Monster, Optin Monster just introduced the ability to send uh, as a response, um, send a file, right? So yeah. so it used to be that I had to collect the name, then put them into a list, then make the first welcome email, have the file, and send ship it out. Um, Optin Monster now does it as part of the opt-in, right? So you automatically collect the name. So that's how often you get people to sign up, right? You're like, hey, get this free ebook, get this free download, get this free PowerPoint. It automatically sends it, but now you can drop them into ConvertKit um, or MailChimp or all the other ones they support, and you can tag them in the systems that allow you to tag. So now you're like, oh, they tagged on this. So I don't want to have just a list that is my... Uh, daily emails, right? Because if you know me, you know I blog about four or five different topics, and eventually I see as many, well, thankfully, I see more people sign up every day than people who leave. But eventually some people leave because they're like, you sent me a WordPress thing and I wanted your public speaking, or you sent me a high-performing thing and I cared about memberships. Well, what happens is you start tagging them, so I'm slowly creating mini lists of all of them tagged differently. So right. then they only get the email that is tagged the right way. Then people stick longer and better, right? 
Can we take people? Like, everyone wants affiliate links. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chris, that's, that's really brilliant and everything. We did that with Melinda Emerson last year. She's a Forbes uh, number one small business expert, and, and uh, she has all these eBooks and everything. One, some are like How to Be a Twitter Ninja and stuff about business. And every single one of those books had an opt-in that they would tag those people into like they're interested in Twitter or social media or something like that. So um, in Infusionsoft, that was just so easy to do, and I just love that. So I just wanted to say I like that you uh, mentioned that. Yeah, and that feature is powerful. Unfortunately, up until now, it used to only be available in Infusionsoft, right? And so you had to spend two, 300 bucks a month, and if you're not making enough money to make that make sense, you're left with, oh, then I can't be smart. And there's a whole set of tools coming out today um, where you can start being smart, right? And at a, at a very, at a different price point, right? So, so talking about being smart and going back to uh, Nathan's point about bloggers wishing they started doing lists earlier, um, Louis C.K. is one of the greatest comedians and he always sells out his tours and he doesn't put out a blast for tickets to everybody. He only emails his subscribers who like bought something from him and he sells out tour he sold out Madison Square Garden 3 days in a row and he never put a thing on Ticketmaster, he never paid for advertising. He just emailed his list of people that opted into a list. So there's the importance of why you should have a list. You can do something like that when you get to a Chris Lemma size, you know. Well, I was I was gonna say the the real the real smartness is if we can tap into his list, yeah. <laughs> which which I don't I don't know if we can. But Cosper, is there a way to pull that off? I mean, if you guys are hosting him, can we do that that way? <laughs> Maybe uh, that would uh, that, that would be quite the heist, and uh, I I think I think someone would get fired over that. But uh, that's that, that's definitely. Uh, but it, but if there could be enough revenue from it, it might be worth getting fired over. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> there'll be a revenue share. Don't worry. Um, now here's here's the thing, Cosper, that that a lot of people make the mistake on. Right? They they sometimes pick a plugin that is not any one of these uh, well-known ones. Right? They pick a plugin that someone wrote natively to do all the things. Right? So um, I if, think Stay Reed wrote, wrote that. If you write a plugin, or if you go to pick a plugin, and it's like, put on forms, uh, inbound forms and lead generation forms on your own site, collect it, segment your list on your own site, and send out emails from your own site. What they're really doing is they're using their web server to function as a mail server. And Cosper, right. you love that, don't you? Oh, I <laughs> That's a bad that. idea. I love it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, uh, some of those plugins, especially uh, ones that just leverage... Um, send mail or, you know, uh, outbound SMTP. I love the people who try to send out uh, outbound mail from uh, their Google account. They set up a SMTP connection to their Google account, their Gmail account, and uh, attempt to uh, send out that way. That's always fun. Um, a lot of those kind of kitchen sink plugins, uh, as I like to call them, the ones that really include, try to do everything, try to um, you know, be everything to everyone um, really can cause uh, issues like that, especially when they try to leverage 
uh, local services. But there are yeah. uh, services kind of like, uh, as we talked about, um, you know, MailChimp before. MailChimp also runs a service called Mandrel. Yep. Uh, that does transactional email. Mm -hmm. um, that is a good service to use uh, if you um, still want some of the niceties of MailChimp, but you don't want to have to worry uh, about um, kind of using MailChimp's controls for things. Um, so it gives you a little more flexibility on that front. Yeah, um, I, I, what I would tell people, Mandrel's there, SendGrid is another. I use SendGrid for yeah. several years. Uh, for all the sites that I host on WP Engine, what I what I recommend to people is I'm like, look, WP Engine is there to be a really great WordPress host. They are not your outbound mailer. So when you're asking them to do something that they're not set up to do, you're you're going to end up running into challenges, right? right. So um, there are little plugins that you can get that will uh, intercept whatever people were doing in plugins that that do the. Um, uh, uh, no. Any any of the stuff that send email. WordPress SMTP. Yeah. Um, it'll intercept those calls and route them through the API to SendGrid. Um, and so you can get SendGrid sending a bunch of your emails, right? Um, Mailgun is another one. So there there are several. Right, so, but uh, they, they definitely shouldn't um, use us for uh, large outbound mail uh, <laughs> blasts or even drip stuff. That's uh, especially when you start getting to larger sizes. It's just... Uh, do you just Crazy. block it automatically, or? Um, we do throttle. Yeah. Uh, in some occasions, I know that there are also a number of shared hosts that, after say 200 outbound emails every hour, end up blocking. Uh, we are a little more flexible with that. Uh, however, uh, we don't offer much more leeway. Oh, and and it. Folks, you guys go to 205 emails. Is that just, what it is? Yeah. <laughs> it, just so we're clear, people, so that people watching understand, right. if you're on a shared host. Yeah. Often, the restriction is based on an IP, not the account. So yeah. imagine there's 200 of you sharing the same server, and one of them does a 400 outbound email you know, campaign, and that IP gets blocked. If that IP gets blocked, even your normal, regular, simple one email here there is going to get tossed. So, or I forgot my password. I need to be able to log back in. Any of yep. those? There are yeah. there are two hundred reasons why I warn against the six dollar or three dollar shared hosts. Um, this is just one of them. Be very aware. If someone else does something maliciously in terms of outbound email, it could have an impact on your uh, on your website. So as as a developer, I have a plugin and I've been selling it using EDD. I love Easy Digital Downloads. And they have a million, and okay, it's not a million, but they have like they have like 20 um, uh, plugins to do emails, and so I use one that's called EDD Product Update, but I have to use that one very sparingly, as Cosper would agree. When, whenever I want to update my clients with a new link to download the new version of my plugin or to give them an update it's going to hit my server and use that as my as my mail. So I only do that if I'm on the road and I can't get into MailChimp or 
I use it very sparingly anymore. So, I, used to, I used to use it all the time. There's got to be an integration, right? Where so, it syncs so folks, to a I, list. I just want to be clear, right? This is the same guy who said he loves Mailchimp. He's never getting off, but then couldn't get himself. He can't get himself to Sacramento, and now he's saying he uses his web server as a mail server. Um, oh no! After no, we just spent no, ten no. minutes saying not to do that. No, 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 no. I, I did for the longest time, and then Cosper and I we hung out at LoopConf, and he kind of smacked me around a little and said, why would you be doing this? And he put some sense into me. But, I mean, there, like you guys were saying, there are pl plugins that do this. And so you get sold on this idea that I'm using EDD, so I should use these plugins, but you should use them because they're great plugins, but you should know how they work before you just throw them onto your site. And, and I'll tell you, a, a better move, right, is every time someone buys integrate that into a system so that you know they bought, then tag them so now you know that they bought in your CRM or your outbound, your mail right. stuff. Then tag them for their second purchase, put them into a new segment if they're doing that, and then send them a high, a much more critical email because right now what you're doing with that approach, uh, Russell, is you're sending everybody the same email. So the right. guy who bought your plugin once and the guy who bought your plugin for 10 of his clients, you're treating them identical when in fact, you ought to spend a lot more energy with the guy who sold it to 10 of his clients than the one who bought it once and maybe bought it two years ago and, by the way, has called you 16 times for support. That's a different caliber of person right. than the guy who is doing something else, right? So um, segmentation True. in general in the WordPress ecosystem, segmentation still not very well understood, right. um, but it's a criti critical thing, and tagging is one of the best ways to start with that. Well, that's why I, again, I use this plugin very sparingly is because it doesn't let you do that. It's all now through MailChimp, and again, I won't leave MailChimp. <laughs> I use MailChimp, too. No, I've actually been reading ConvertKit. I've been reading the blog while Chris has been talking, and I'm kind of sold. Nice. Wait, but I heard you just say that you're not leaving, so I'm thinking you can use prompting for some kind of VIP treatment. I can, I can have two accounts. I don't know if you know how the internet works, but I can have two accounts. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to cheat on your email service. All or nothing. It's, a, it's a monogamous relationship. <laughs> that's what your uh, ConvertKit plugin should do is to scan for any other plugins that use that's anything right. else and just disable them <laughs> automatically. <laughs> Um, I would I would say the other thing to note about if you're starting in WordPress, you're starting with content. Uh, you may also be using WordPress for e-commerce, like Russell's doing. Uh, if you're starting in WordPress, you have content and you have transactions, like e-commerce. Um, you do want to treat those differently, and you want to react to people differently. You want to capture that information differently. Um, one of the nice things is uh, ConvertKit, MailChimp, many of these systems also integrate at some level with um, Zapier, right? Yeah. And so if there is a hook from one of your products, like let's say you're using EDD or you're using Gravity Forms is a common one people use, yeah. or if you're using whatever, if you can take a transaction or something that happened in WooCommerce or if you're uh, doing something with EDD, if you can take that transaction, take their name and their email, and move it into ConvertKit or move it into uh, MailChimp or move it into somewhere and tag it, right, as part of that flow, um, you're going to be a lot better off, again, treating these people differently because that transaction that happened was worth money, and so you ought to think about how you communicate with them, which may be different. And with something like ConvertKit and even MailChimp, you can put them in autoresponders just for having purchased, right? Um, you don't need to write a lot of code for that. Zapier is a plug-and-play... Uh, connection bridge, right? So 
it's like uh, if you've ever played with if this yeah, then that, this right? Similar. Very very similar. Uh, only it's a little sturdier. Um, but uh, but you don't have to write a lot of code to say if a person has purchased, if a new purchase happened in e-commerce, then go put them into this system and by the way tag them with this tag. <laughs> Step right. one, you know, get them buying our stuff. Yeah. I've heard a lot of pronunciations for Zapier, but Zapier is the first time I've heard that one. Yeah, I I have no idea how they want to say it, but structurally, this is Zapier. Zapier. I think I think if they're not calling it Zapier, I think they might want to listen to Slava and rebrand it as Zapier. I'm just saying this is how it's written by the rules of phonetics in the U.S. language. So I. Unverkit. That's awesome. Oh man. Yeah, you should not name things. This is this is not good. Um, <laughs> one one thing is, if you just send a follow-up email or a couple emails to someone who buys a product to say, hey, thank you so much for buying. Here's how to get the most out of it. Here's how to install the plugin. Here's how you should go about reading the book and getting the extra resources. Whatever. Just tell people that you care about them and you appreciate that they just gave you, you know, forty dollars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool. thing thing to note is. If you get three to five interactions in the first couple weeks, then you have the chance of them, uh, the chance of attrition and them falling off, um, drops dramatically by something like seventy to eighty percent. So wow. the point of those follow-up emails, and this is why you get it, if you buy a SaaS product, right, you'll get an email within a couple hours from the CEO. Then you'll get an email the next day saying, here's how to do the most common thing. Then you'll get an email three days from now saying, here's what some of our customers do. The reason they're doing that is they want you to log in. If you buy it, that's a financial transaction. That is not a decision that you've committed to anything. It's just you spent money. If you log in and you log in multiple times within the first few weeks, you are actually more committed to using it than not. And so what people find is that the drop-off rate, the attrition, the churn happens a lot faster when you can't get people to actually utilize what they paid for. So what Nathan's talking about in terms of follow-up emails is critical, not just because you want to thank them, but because you want engagement. If you don't get engagement, it's game over. You just don't know it, right? You're just going to wait six months till you find out they didn't renew or next month they didn't pay again or whatever else you're doing, right? You don't want to find that out the hard way. Get them engaged early. Awesome. Awesome, awesome tips. Well, folks, that's about it for today. Make sure you go to our website at wpwatercooler.com. Click on the links there. We have a subscribe button, so hit the subscribe button for all of the things, YouTube as well as our emails mailing list. So thanks for being on the show, everyone. You guys have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.